Hello and welcome back to Let's Finally Watch It, a movie podcast where one or both of us have failed to watch a movie that you probably have already seen. I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. And I'm Clark Knez. And today we are watching the 90s, I think, early 2000s, I forget, drama that is The Cider House Rules. Mm -hmm. I have seen it. Clark has not. I have not. Why do you think you've missed this movie? I don't know. There's nothing... There was nothing about it, I think, that appealed to me as a, mm-hmm. as a young person. Because I do think this must have been the 90s. It like, was maybe or, late 90s, I think. Or like, yeah. Like, we'll look it up. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. There's, just, there's some movies that just... I'm sure it's a fine movie. Mm-hmm. But it just... I, I didn't... It didn't capture. It didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. I, feel like, I feel like at this time, like I, I like more like science fiction or sure at this time i was really into wes and still am mm-hmm. into wes anderson and such so it seemed it seemed kind of basic to me i think mm. it, like a basic oscar bait drama oh, okay so i'm not usually that much of a fan even, even though we we've watched a few yeah yeah <laughs> like magnolia and stuff yeah and, um, color purple right but i think that there's yeah, I just, it was a world that I did not want to step into, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's a serious drama. And I think when you're like a kid or a teenager, that's not necessarily the most appealing thing. Yeah. Um, I don't I don't even know when I saw it for the first time. I mm-hmm. think I've seen it two or three times since probably my 20s, I want to say. Right. I genuinely don't have a memory of watching it for the first time, though. But it's, yeah, I think it's pretty well done. The cast mm-hmm. is really great. Do you know what it's about at all? I don't know. So I think I did know at one time. Okay. And maybe that. Isn't it about bu- abuse or something? There's traces of it, but mostly it's about abortion. And oh, it's a period piece from the 40s, I think. Okay. I don't think it's World War One. I. I think it's World War Two, And it's... There's... it. The cast, now that I'm kind of going through the list, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's going to be some pretty interesting people on screen and this i don't remember when it came up for us i think it kind of came up in casual conversation this movie and when i found out that you hadn't seen it i'm like oh we should put it on the list because of its topic matter and roe v wade we're pretty much at the year anniversary Mm -hmm. of it being overturned i think it was like last june or july we're filming this june 1st and even though it's it's something that i think is a little more hit or miss if people have seen it's definitely an important topic mm-hmm. and if you guys don't know we've started actually polling people on instagram what movies we're going to watch and uh this and the matrix were the top 2 so we're going to watch the matrix next week and yeah i'm glad that it pulled high cuz i think it's just a relevant movie because it's obviously talking about abortion from before roe v wade Mm -hmm. and it's showing why it exists but it also handles a lot of the nuances about what is life what are other people's perspectives like i think it's 
Wow. I think it is really well done. Interesting. Okay. I didn't know that. I So I thought it was kind of about abuse because it's, there's a few movies that I'm like, oh, I just can't watch it because yeah. like I don't. I purposefully stay away from sure. things like that. Sure, sure, sure. Upsetting. Of course. Because I, I was like that with, there's a movie called Room, not The mm-hmm. Room, but Room. <laughs> and, you know, that was nominated for an Academy Award as well. And I just, I didn't want to see it because, yeah. you know, it's about abuse. And Well, trauma porn can be a thing and that's not great. Like, I don't yeah. love that stuff either. So right. I totally get it. And I wonder too how this movie was advertised giving the the topic matter Mm -hmm. because especially in the 90s like in some ways the 90s was more liberal in other ways it was more conservative it kind of just depends on what we're talking about but i think in terms of what was allowed in advertising i wonder if they had to like circumvent what it's actually about and if that's why like you didn't know or didn't remember or whatever like my small town had liberal and conservative people so i think i heard people talking about it so i always knew this was about Mm -hmm. that but I don't think I knew that from commercials. I don't have any memories of the commercials, really. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, so I, I will. I have flashes of the trailer in my oh, head do? right okay. now, and it's just Michael Caine saying, "Those are just the Saga House rules." Mm-hmm. That's all I have. No, I'm just kidding. Like, <laughs> but it was something like that. It was like, yeah. you know, Michael Caine was talking to Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. and saying, uh, "The college that you've dealt with." It's mm-hmm. what you do with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the I don't know what this movie is. So I think to me it was just very nebulous and maybe that's why yeah. it didn't catch me. Yeah, you're right. And yeah, um that could have been by device, I think. Which I'm yeah, and if I don't really A lot of people don't like trailers and I do understand that. I I talk to a lot of people who are um, you know, I have a friend that is purposefully will not watch a trailer Mm. and i get sure absolutely but there's nothing that's really going to get me in the seat yeah to be honest right i could read about a movie or whatever until i see like a little bit of it like what are the i just need to know the vibes no i I I get it i get it (laughs) i need to know the vibes unless it's like an actor that i really like or Mm -hmm. a certain director or writer yeah uh then like, I know I'm going to go watch Asteroid City, the new Wes Anderson movie. Oh, I kind of want to see that, too. Yeah. yeah it looks, so it I'm looks like, really neat. Yeah. yeah. I'm trying not to um, watch Spoil too, it many too much. of the trailers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was watching the trailer a little bit, and I couldn't help myself. And I was like, oh, I have to. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a double-edged sword with yeah, of that. Of course. Because they're, one of my favorite movies uh, from the... 2010s was or maybe even it might even be earlier than that it was it was a movie called drive with ryan gosling mm-hmm. and the way that it was advertised was almost like a uh fast and the furious movie right or whatever and it's not right and i imagine there were po- a lot of people who didn't watch it because it looked yep. like that in the trailer yep but the people that were expecting Fast and the Furious were probably very disappointed. It's hard because trailers can spoil things on accident, but they also can have false advertising, like you were mm-hmm. saying. Because, uh, like, for television, and we've talked about this before, Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23 was a victim of terrible advertising mm-hmm. and marketing. It was a way cooler show than it was both named and yeah. advertised. So mm-hmm. trailers, they have to be done pretty pitch perfect. 
to what the project is in order to get the right audience. It's pretty delicate. Yeah. So I think this one really suffered from probably being, you know, having one arm tied behind its back because of the the topic. But I'm glad to be able to watch it then. You know, I I didn't know that's what it was about. So I feel a little bit... I I imagine it's not going to be a fun watch, but I think it's an important watch, I guess. I feel pretty confident that you're going to be fine with it mm-hmm. i don't know if you'll like it as much as the color purple or philadelphia or other kind of dramas of that kind about per- really important topics i will not speak to that i cannot predict that i'm always wrong when i try but i don't think you're gonna be like "Ugh, this was terrible like i genuinely don't believe that but yeah. who knows i've been wrong before so <laughs> we'll find out yeah but the acting's it. good the subject yeah. is interesting i think it's well handled so and there's some pretty great surprise uh actors besides yeah. toby Maguire and michael kane so i tend to like period pieces a little bit yes, more so i, I feel like too. maybe this might be a little bit more up my alley mm-hmm. and and <laughs> this is a dumb aside but the only real thing that i remember a lot about this movie it's a, a snl sketch oh really and it was somebody doing movie reviews and they're talking about Rob Schneider. I forgot what movie he would have been like Deuce Bigelow at the mm-hmm. time or whatever. So it was like old SNL people roasting a former SNL person. Right, so right, anyways, right. They kept making all of the reviews of any of the movies relating to Rob. Sh- it was always related to Rob Schneider. So they were saying, "Move over, Cider House rules. Rob Schneider House rules." Oh God! And it was the dumbest. <laughs> joke i think i've ever heard in my life that is so dumb but it made me laugh yeah (laughs) it's so dumb but it 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 was very funny dumb is dumb if it's done right is hilarious yeah sometimes so yeah so that for me is the lasting legacy of it yeah Um, but yeah i think it'll be uh yeah i'm excited to watch it so shall we watch it yeah let's finally watch it we'll be back guys okay bye We are back. Clark has seen Cider House Rules. What did you think? I really liked it. Yeah, I it thought was, you might. It was very interesting. And like I said before, I think I really like period pieces for yeah. some reason. I, I thought this was a pretty uh, good period piece. I mean, it's basically t- literally two settings. But but it was well done, though. Kind of like Dazed and Confused. It was 1940s without it being costumey. Yeah, I thought it was like really grounded. Whoever did whoever was the costume designer mm-hmm. did a really good job. Yeah, it wasn't anything that you would have been like, oh, really? Okay. I mean, or like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't super Halloween costumey. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. People were in normal clothes that borderline don't go out of fashion mm-hmm. with some like higher pants leg or yeah waistline sorry or or like whatever you know they got wider trousers that kind of stuff they got them high uh high trousers for sure that's a staple of the 1940s that is but yeah what did you think on a rewatch i think i yeah i think i always find new things to love about this movie like Mm -hmm. different nuances little devil in the details yeah i mean i think it's i think it was probably an important film when it came out but given everything that's happened this year I think yeah. it's 
I, I think, what do you think? Let's get the abortion part out of the way because I know we want to rave about the performances and like other stuff. So let's get the, you know, mm-hmm. harder stuff out of the way. What I particularly like about it is without it being, I mean, I guess it's heavy handed. It's a big part of the plot, but it doesn't feel forced. There's so many different perspectives that are all somewhat valid, right? Mm-hmm. You have, you saw the botched abortion. You saw the incest. You saw Homer understandably not being sure if he was for it because he would not have been here if yeah. his biological parents chose that. And I've heard kids of adoption wrestle with that as well. That is a real mm-hmm. perspective. Now, whether that should af- affect everyone is a different story, but like I understand why they would wrestle with it. Right. And then he goes out into the world and comes back a changed man, and this is the path he's going to be on, and you know so it's not a pro-life film it clearly is pro-choice at the end of the day but i think it did a good job of just sort of tackling the different nuances around the topic without Mm -hmm. making it the entire plot yeah what did you think about i guess all of it the thing is and let's be honest we're liberal yes people yes and obviously i am pro-choice yes all the way same i think it was interesting the way that they showcased it because i don't think i because i think even with homer like when he started coming around to it and i think this is what dr larch was telling him Mm -hmm. he's like hey i'm not thrilled right about the things that led to this yes but i'm also not going to let this you know, the with the botched abortion, you're both of them died. So, yep. like, what yes. are you know? It's, yes. And and at the end of the day, it's like a me- it's a medical condition or whatever. You know, one hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah, with the botched abortion, they both died. In a lot of these cases, these I don't think anyone has ever been thrilled mm-hmm. to have an abortion, and I think that's the problem. That a lot of people on the right, yes, like to, uh, they're they're thinking that people they think that people are just doing it and not thinking about the consequences. Mm-hmm. In some ways, yes, people have different journeys on that and sure. stuff, but they also shouldn't be punished for the rest yes. of their lives. Yes, for, or punish a kid for punish, existing. Exactly, because people. I was just having this conversation yesterday with someone i think and it was just like oh parenting like back in the day up until probably about the 21st century it was just so common to be like we'll figure it out what's the worst that can happen we'll grow up because we have a kid and of course some people do not everyone does Mm -hmm. and that's how trauma gets repeated throughout generations that's how different problems exist being a parent should not be cavalier no, I it am shouldn't be. really, that is like my mantra in life, like currently, you know, especially having been through all the trauma therapy I've been through and like, never mind me, I'm just looking at humans in general. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God, the world is just such a mess and we need to have better conversations and better mental health and better support in general. And abortions help support people's lives. Yeah. And that's the thing that I'm always telling people who, I don't know a lot of pro-lifers I've, I've known a few but not a ton because they just don't run in those crowds but I have met a lot of people who are somewhere in the middle and 
what I'm always telling them, and I cannot speak to a lived experience. I've never been pregnant, so I've never had an abortion. But obviously, I've had friends who have. And I'm like, what you have to understand is nobody was thrilled. Nobody was cavalier about it. Mm -hmm. Nobody wasn't somewhat conflicted, even if they don't have regrets. Because some do, some don't. There's nuance to that, too. Sure, yeah. But I'm like, it's not anyone's first choice. And it's definitely not a form of birth control like no one goes into it thinking of it that way. Yeah. It's a last resort and it's a decision that's super permanent and mm. super important and super just yeah. It, it, to each their who am I to say what anyone else should do? I don't know if I could go through with it to be honest, but I will vote for it every chance I get. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Of course I would. Of course. Yeah. And it's just kind of like, especially, and we're always talking about like incest or rape, which is valid. And I'm glad they did show incest in this, but people have health conditions where they cannot carry children safely. People don't have healthy support systems where the kid could be in danger upon being born, you know, or, or whatever. Not to mention the shame that women go through and never the male counterpart that knocked her up. Right. So until like we get to a world where that's more even <laughs> or everyone's, you know, accepted, I don't even want to have the cho- the talk about should it be pro-life or ch- pro-choice because mm-hmm. it's anti-women no matter which way yeah. you dice it. it. It it's so true. And also uh, the problem the problem is is that when they if it's, you know, if they don't have an abortion, they're left to their own devices own devices and and by that i mean like there is zero support for women in this country yes maternity leave what what's that it's barely a thing and depending on the job you have may not even be a thing exactly there are probably out of all western countries and most let's just be honest most countries it is so anti-mother specifically Mm -hmm. so anti-mother where any any assistance is always voted against by Mm -hmm. the people who are trying to ban abortion i I don't understand it it's insane so the thing is in a lot of these cases there are probably women who would love to have but it's just like okay either i do that and we both starve yeah you know i have this child and we both starve or you know, I have to have an abortion until there's a point in life to where I could have kids again. And yeah. you even see Charlize Theron. She was talking about... She, she wants babies. She does want babies, but... Wasn't right at It's the time. not the right time. And Yeah. The other thing that often really gets left out of conversations, too, is... I think it actually could be the highest statistic of women that get abortions but it might if it's not it's like in the top three most women that get abortions already have children and they're trying to keep being able to support the children they have without drowning further or messing up whatever ecosystem the family has Mm -hmm. and that's such an interesting part of the puzzle to me because it's not just oh young and dumb and getting knocked up it's often people who already have families maybe even are married and because they're stable, they don't want to screw over the kids that they already have. Yeah. I don't think that outlawing abortion is pro-life at all. Because not only does it put people's lives at risk in a myriad of ways, not just their physical health, but like mm-hmm. 
some people get beat up for not practicing the rules of their faith or, you know, like there's some scary consequences that can come with carrying a baby if it's not accepted or if it's an abusive family or whatever and abusive community. And also we don't, like you were saying, have programs to help set up women and children once they're born. Mm -hmm. And then if there's already other children in the family, they're not chopped liver. You know, they deserve a normal life too. It's just human life is not just about being a fetus. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's not. And, and the thing is like even sexual education, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I remember going to school and them being abstinence. Yep. Great in theory would, it would be lovely if that, if that were the case. Yes, yes, yes. But it's not. And it's, it's been proven to not work as a viable form of education, sex education. Yeah. It does not work. It doesn't work. It is It is so it, puritanical. Mm-hmm. Like, it is an ins, an insane thing to think. Yeah. An abortion with, as far as it being medical, the fetus doesn't understand. Like, it doesn't no- look like what they think it does, too. Like, those creepy... You know what I mean? Like posters mm-hmm. that the, the pro-lifers post around. It's yeah. like a cluster of fucking cells. It is. It's, it's about the same size as blowing your nose, literally, yeah. like yeah. at that point for most of it. It really is. And, you know, it grows exponentially, yes, but mm-hmm. there's a certain point where it's pretty much nothing. And I, I just don't under, I just don't understand because the thing is, we have medical, we, we have all these medical things that extend life. We have all these medical things to, yeah. you know, yeah. th- there's so many things like that. And I, I get that it's taboo. Nobody wants to talk about it. But right. in not talking about it. More problems get pushed under the rug. Yeah. Right. And it, nobody, nobody, again, nobody wants it. No, it's definitely not anybody's first choice. But the thing is, if you're going to ban the morning after pill, which they're trying to do, yeah. they, I mean, and they have chemical ways to have an abortion that yeah. is even more, even easier. like Right, it, less complications, I think, less or, complica- less, or quicker recovery or something. Right. I mean, it still sucks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be horrible. But at least we're using our technology to get somewhere or whatever, yeah. you know, to get somewhere on 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 this problem that yeah. has plagued humanity. Let's be honest. Absolutely. And it's like, I'm sorry. Good for you if you carry a child and, and put it up for or place it for adoption like that. Great. Like, I have no qualms with that, mm-hmm. but you can't force that on other people. And that's my problem with when people say adoption's the best option. Mm -hmm. If it is for you, that's great. I'm I'm not judging anyone on any side of this fence. But I think it would be so hard to carry a child, keep yourself healthy enough to nourish the child, go through labor and delivery, and then have to say goodbye and deal with all the postpartum crap without a kid. Mm Mm-hmm. And all the hormones and all the ways your body changes, not to mention pregnancy can be life threatening. I mean, like it, even if you think you're a healthy pregnant person, you can have a complicated labor. Like there's a lot that goes on. And especially the older you get, can you imagine somebody that's like 30 giving, placing their child for adoption? Like people would judge them, which is stupid. I'm not saying they should, Mm -hmm. 
But people look at it like it's an 18-year-old or younger type thing to do. But it's like people are in their 20s, 30s, hell, their 40s. And they don't want or can't. If they miss work, they're fired. But then people are going to be weird if they're like, why won't you keep your child? You're 32 or whatever. You know, it's like, but that's, we know that would happen. You know that would, I've heard people say I would not place my child for adoption because I'm too old. Mm-hmm. So we live in a very shameful society, but we shame people for the wrong reasons. Yes, we, we do. We really do. Can never understand it. And I'm lucky I don't because yeah. like, I, I, and I'm lucky that most people I, in my life yeah. are, you know, pro-choice. And the thing, the thing is like Roe versus Wade, I, I kind of knew when all the justices were being replaced. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And as much as I love Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she should have stepped down. Yep, I agree with you 100%. Because we wouldn't be talking about this right now. I mean, not we would still have an uphill battle, but it wouldn't be as dire as it is now. Right, 100%. It's just, yeah, it's just, and that's why I like this movie. This movie has a lot of other plot points. It's not entirely about it. They actually only subtly believe it or not like interweave it when you really think about it because there's a love plot there's a family plot there's a you know all the kids and what's going on with them and stuff at the orphanage so it, the abortion thing you almost forget about it till it comes back on screen mm-hmm. for whatever the reason you know and mm-hmm. i think that was such a great pitch perfect way to handle it showing yeah. multitudes of different situations mm-hmm. and, and someone coming around to it right and also, you have to factor in the thing that they're delivering babies, too. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. it's not, you know, all these assholes that are picketing outside of Planned, Planned Parenthood. Parenthood. There's so many other things that Planned Parenthood does. It, including just general gynecological checks, mm-hmm, exactly. which a lot of women yeah. can't access otherwise. So it's, like, stupid. I once went to a Planned Parenthood um protest the protesters in denver basically where Mm -hmm. we were showing support for people coming in and everyone was being creepy with their abortion signs Mm -hmm. and i have to tell you the creepy excuse me the creepiest well first of all it was really sad to watch because even though we were there to help support the organization everybody including workers of planned parenthood was so trained to like not look at anybody because you couldn't tell they just assumed everybody was against them Mm -hmm. you know sometimes people show up at least in denver to support them but they don't know that going in so it's like everybody's just looking down in their cars like even the person driving is barely looking which is just kind of jarring in its own right but then a whole school bus full of priests showed up and they all got off and they all started praying in front of planned parenthood and i don't know how to give it justice because seeing like 40 priests all dressed alike and like being like zombies just praying because it was just very Mm -hmm. monotone very robotic hence i'm saying zombies i'm not trying to take a dig at priests in general it was just but Um, yeah i mean it was so creepy to have these priests just it felt like it being in a bizarre 80s music video that was like the vibe yeah it felt like a horror movie it felt like they were going to turn into vampires or something and then they just got on the bus and left. Like it was, they were there for 10 minutes yeah. and it was the weirdest visual I've ever had in my life. And I will never forget it. And it was just kind of like, cool. You guys helped you terrorized people. And probably one of the worst moments of their life by praying. It's the literal pr- thoughts and prayers thing. Yeah. It does nothing. 
I know. I don't care if you believe in prayer. Good for you. Do something else as well as praying. And that's the thing is they, I'll be honest, the stunts that they pull, they probably mm-hmm. weren't even priests. Oh, they that's probably, a good point. I they mean, may not have been. You could go to Party City. You could be True. A priest, True. You know, and, and the thing is, that's another thing. It's like, I mean, that's why I've always disliked religion in, in general because all the people, who are you to judge? I know. Who are you to judge anyone? And you're not, if you do believe in God, you should not be judging. Yeah. And you know that. And that's one of the first tenets of Christianity. And they're the most judgmental bunch in our country. I know. And it, it I've always contended that religion is has always been political. I don't believe the people that literally made this shit up because they literally fucking they wanted made this power. Shit up. They wanted power. Exactly. And that's that, it. And, it's like, oh, you've, you, you, from the foundations of religion, mm-hmm. it has always been like that. That's why uh, if anybody's listening to this, I know that this sounds crazy and you may have moral qualms with it. But the Satanic Temple is an organization where they mm-hmm. are trying to get, use the same loopholes that re- right, other religious right. organizations have to be able to make abortions legal because it's part of the religion i understand people may have qualms with that oh i don't you know i'm not even that religious but yeah there it's more of a satirical well yeah it's a it's a also like look i'm not into satan any more than i am into god although i do like more demonic imagery i'm not gonna lie i'm a goth at heart but the the church of uh Satan. Uh, yeah. Or the, 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 what's it called? Sorry, I always forget. It's the Satanic Temple. Thank you. They, so there's a Church of Satan, and that's a different. different okay, sorry. I always butcher the wording a little bit with that. But it's like they're not really doing any more harm than any actual sanctioned religion. So exactly. I say let them have the fucking tax breaks. Like, I don't right. give, I don't care. Right. They're using it to uh, be the counterpoint to all the yes. religion that croaches into our lives. We have Scientology as a religion yeah. by the government's okay. Then, yeah, exactly. Like the Satanic Temple. Yeah, so the, so I I just think I just thank them for trying to at mm-hmm. least find the loophole to make yeah. it so that you know abortions. And they, there's a thing that happened in Montana. They were trying to ban abortion. Yeah, but they had signed a thing where oh nobody could say what people. The government can't say anything about people's bodies. Right. And because of Obamacare mm-hmm. in 2008 mm-hmm. or, or whatever. And uh, now they're using that law to nullify And that. a lot of yeah. people in Montana, too, are kind of anti-vax as well. Montana's kind of the new Florida, if you ask me. There's some mm. wild stuff I happening there. Don't know much about it. I know there's They're the first one that banned TikTok. Or oh. that goes into effect, I think, later this year or next year. I'm not sure. Okay. And I've just heard a lot of um, horror stories that it's turning a lot more white nationalist and a lot more um, just all the stuff we don't stand for is becoming even more popular and starting to encroach in laws. So Montana and Florida sound a little, I mean, maybe never were great, but... Um, getting extra nutty by the day i think those two states are on probation in my mind at least uh probably even more than some of the southern states i'm like ooh, there's some problems here but uh it's crazy because my grandmother was raised in an orphanage in montana oh in montana i forgot Mm -hmm. it was there yeah 
So it's hard for yeah. me not to watch this movie going back to the movie, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. And off our soapbox, I suppose. Although I'm sure we might circle back because <laughs> it's a loaded topic. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard not to watch this movie and be like, because she would have been in, I think she was born in 1923. So not quite this generation, but only like 10 years prior. This yeah. is almost like a snapshot into like if her like her life if it was in new england at least i don't know it's probably quite similar rural maine rural montana yeah i I could imagine yeah cold yeah although i mean it did look so pretty though oh yeah pretty yeah i wouldn't mind going uh to maine at least maybe not Montana. but montana looks really beautiful beautiful too i really do actually want to see i didn't i didn't for the longest time i got dumped for the state of montana when i was like 18 or 19 a guy i was dating moved to montana So I had a vendetta against Montana for a really long time, but now I'm a little more, you know, past that to say the least, but also uh, just more aware of like Montana in general. And even though I just kind of shit on it, uh, it does mm-hmm. look really beautiful. And I, I'm oh, yeah. a little curious about ba- basically my homeland. That's where my grandmother's from. So yeah. well, Utah's the most beautiful place I've ever been to. It's pretty wild. Yeah. And it looks like another planet in some places. Yeah. And I wouldn't, you know their politics are yeah pretty bananas too pretty bad, it's a pretty yeah. wild place yeah. as well but but yeah but anyways yeah going back to the movie i all the kid actors were so, so good. good they had the little kid you don't you didn't watch the show but malcolm in the middle the youngest kid i believe his name was reese uh in in the show but he was in fuzzy this, in this in fuzzy in iron this. lung or whatever it was yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, he was so cute. He, All those kids were so cute. And I was like, oh, that was so heartbreaking. I, I mean, And that's the alternative. Yeah, I know. Is that? Cool. Say what you want. I, mean, I don't wish any of those kids dead, of course. No, but they don't have happy existences either. Exactly. You know? And yeah. that was the whole point of the borderline hilarious scene because Karen Culkin at 12 years old is like driving the car. Yeah, that was And then you have Tobey yeah. Maguire and Michael Caine and you're like, this visual just don't make sense. But yeah. um, he's saying that they're talking about that and how they're only there because they were not aborted. But also Michael Caine's like, oh, happy to be alive at any cost or whatever the exact phrase was. And they didn't have much, you know, Homer was the only one with a real future. Cause he learned to trade through dodgy ways, technically a little bit. Cause he, yeah. cause he got a fake diploma, but I mean, it's not like the rest of the kids were being mentored in the right. same way. And you, you imagine some kids were closer in age or older to Homer. Where did they go? Exactly. So many foster kids age out of the system and end up in prison or addicted or dead because they don't have a support system or anything to fall back on. Not to mention the foster care system is a mess. Oh, it's horrible in this country. Yeah, it's it's, a huge mess. Yeah. And 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 that's, you know, yeah, even back then, that infrastructure was really weak. Even weaker in other ways, stronger in other ways, you know, like the problems have almost changed, you know, with everything from technology to different background checks, but it's still not great. And it wasn't great then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's very flawed. Well, I think after Reagan, it just, you know, all those, say what you want by sanitariums and asylums. Mm Mm-hmm. All those got closed and I know but as bad as the conditions were, I don't condone it, but like at least 
they were there was some infrastructure yeah somewhere um, for some people to go yeah and also i was actually watching a thing on i had gone to penhurst asylum uh with with our friend jen for your podcast for yeah yeah we went there and it was a place where yes it was an asylum i think it was maybe a sanitarium Mm -hmm. but but anyways a lot of the people there you know said yeah they're like bad things but it wasn't all bad a lot of the focus was on the boys and yes the the they had like the boys wing and that was like a, definitely a problem area for mm-hmm. sure and, and but you know this one person she you know she was a girl uh, that lived there she didn't have any other place to go literally and mm. yeah, i mean by circumstance she was left there yeah and bad as these solutions are at least they're trying to get because I don't think there's going to be any more funding for things like that. I don't like, think so either. I think the funding gets taken away. You know, oh, and you know, I when I watch movies like Top Gun or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, this is the reason why we don't have. Yeah, I was just going to say like it goes that. to the police yeah. or the military, and yeah, I'm not saying that was you know, oh God, so complicated. I don't, I think we could divvy up the funding is all I'm trying to say. Exactly. I know we need those things. I'm not like, let's eradicate those things, but we can spread the wealth a little better. I think we don't need brand new SUVs driving all around Los Angeles in police cars. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. We don't even need SUVs. What are you talking about? Like those gas guzzlers? No. It's so Go back insane. to the sedans. I don't know why. Go back to the Crown Vicks. What the yeah, hell? Yeah, I don't get that. Yeah, anyways, going back to the movie. Yeah, I thought everybody in this cast was yeah. so good. I was shocked to see, yeah, Paul Rudd. I think I had a feeling that it was like Charlize Theron or it, I, I couldn't remember mm-hmm. who was in it. Had zero idea that paul rudd was in it yeah well because he eventually became such a comedy actor but he started as an everyman actor yeah not exclusive so it's always funny to see him pop up in dramas or something else that's not what's the movie he did with jason siegel where he uh Uh, i love you man yeah yeah or like 40 year old virgin or you know like it's like oh yeah paul rudd kind of a serious actor that's why he's so good at comedy because comedy acting is drama acting with dumber stakes (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah because at this time i probably done clueless Mm -hmm. and uh romeo and juliet i don't know if he would have done i guess i forgot he was in that yeah he played paris oh my god that's right he was good as paris actually which i i love that movie i think that it was yeah, uh, the whole cast, everybody in it was so good. I wouldn't recast anyone. Yeah, I absolutely. It's been a while since we've had to recast something. But, yeah, uh, and we also have a three-timer. Kathy Baker, I yeah, saw that Kathy in the Baker. credits, and I kind of freaked out, because now she's been in Edward Scissorhands. She was kind of the problematic woman of the neighborhood. She was the Jenna Rink's mom mm-hmm. in 13 Going on 30, and now she was the nurse and kind of love interest of Michael yeah. Caine. And she is so good. I'm like yeah. kind of curious about how many other movies I've seen that she's been in now, now yeah. that we're like clocking actors a little differently. Cause you know what? I, I always missed her. Cause she looks different in she every does. movie. Mm. That's what floors me so much. And she, her demeanor is different. Her mannerisms are di- like, what a great working actress. I'm yeah. kind of mad. I mean, maybe I'm not mad she's not more famous because maybe it's the perfect storm where she works consistently but isn't mobbed at the grocery store and good for her. But like, 
wow like i kind of she's become she's really rising the ranks of like some of my favorite actresses actually because she's just so dimensional like wow yeah really solid one of the more grounding forces of the orphanage that's the thing even with the kids all the characters including at the apple picking orchard you know and, and then like just both of those sets right there was not one actor that did not have this somewhat developed personality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they were all and different it, from whoever their counterparts were in either part. And it was so subtle, too. You know, the part where when Homer was leaving, mm-hmm. the kid that kept kick, kicking the car that yeah. was going to take him away. Yeah. And it's, like, so simple. Yeah. Meanwhile, like, Karen Culkin's hiding behind a tree. Mm-hmm. Another one's sad the girl is watching from the window because yeah. she's in love with him you know it was so nuanced and right and fuzzy's watching from the window because he can't even go outside like it was little fuzzy i know it was so <laughs> sad especially when potential parents would come mm-hmm. and they would yeah. have to put on stop throwing snowballs put on a happy face and everything yeah so sad to me they were so hopeful so earnest that's what made them such good actors almost it was just it was was such good such a good group and this was i will admit yeah this was probably like oscar bait specifically oscar bait i think well because it was also a novel and then it looked like in the credits uh the john irving was that who it was Mm. uh wrote the screenplay based on his novel i think that's if i'm not butchering the name i think that's what it said you know me and names i'm terrible but um i feel like i mean you can have a serious movie that the oscars may like that you're not necessarily courting or being as heavy-handed or whatever and i think this is more this movie where it was just a good movie that feels oscar Beatty because it fits the category not because it was but then again, I don't know. It was a Weinstein flick. We right. saw that and they were kind of notorious for releasing stuff in November and December, right before the deadline where it was like yeah. fresh in everyone's mind before the nominees went out. So yeah, maybe true. the people at hand were intending uh, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think most people behind the rest of it, it felt it's a natural movie. It's for sure. Point. Yeah. But that being said, like, I think it's on the good end of that. That's what I mean, uh, yeah. Yeah, you're not... Because I really didn't like that movie Crash, and that had one. Mm-hmm. Hated that movie, in fact. And yeah, it's, I've always talked about awards. And I have had a distaste for them for years now. Oh, um yeah. Tobey Maguire, we haven't even talked talked about Tobey Maguire. He was Maguire. great, I thought. He was so good. He wasn't over... I mean, like... Mm-mm. He was just very serious and stuff. And but that's what that character would be because he was so provincial. He had no world experience, mm-hmm. no life experience. Yeah. So, of course, he was a little wide-eyed and, like, wooden at times. It wasn't, you know what I mean? Like, because he, he was awkward but in a really earnest way. Yeah. And I think that's a hard note to hit yeah. as an actor. The doctor would tell him, you've got to be of some use. Yeah. And that's, I think that that was really interesting because, I mean, saying that to a child orphan mm-hmm. is a weird thing to say. I, I wouldn't necessarily say it. No, but it's kind of tough love because I think that is the world. You need to provide a service of some kind. Mm-hmm. You People don't dislike you because you're pretty or funny, maybe a little bit, but at the end of the day... 
we're all kind of cogs in the machine and have to do something. You're right. Yeah. And but I but I think also instilling that into him is necessary. But but then like his reaction to him leaving and yeah. trying to be useful to the world in a different way. Mm-hmm. He was like kind of against and I thought he was kind of classist even, yeah. you know, which I, it was interesting to see the 1940s version of classism because even though he was a doctor dr larch of course um and like you know that's a prestigious field and it always has been he was in you know rural maine it was kind of a thankless form of being a Mm -hmm. doctor like not every doctor is a heart surgeon at like a fancy new york hospital or whatever this was a more of a bottom of the barrel doctor life and so it was just kind of funny to be like oh apple picking who does that like you yeah, know what i mean yeah. like instead of now it'd be like walmart or whatever but it was mm-hmm. just interesting to have that laid out yeah because he didn't i get it he saw so much potential yeah. in him and seeing that wasted potential i i felt it was more that than but it, yeah it's probably a little bit of both a little bit of both because even the people that were at the uh, apple picking Mm-hmm. The, the other apple pickers they said the same thing mm-hmm. you know yeah that was kind of sad that i think in a way it kind of like pushed him further yeah i think this was his rebellion it was his rum springer yeah, you know exactly. like where he like left the community for a little while for a year basically and then came back because mm-hmm. he decided it was his calling which mm-hmm. a lot of amish people who do rum springer do <laughs> yeah they who try the guessed? world and go back yeah who that's such a weird concept but mm-hmm. yeah cool to see him like grow up and i i was really wondering if he was going to come back i was also wondering if paul rudd was going to come back sure because it's the war it's Anything the war could happen. he start you know uh toby mcguire starts a relationship with mm-hmm. Charlize theron i mean because come on Charlize theron she was i said this to you during the movie but i'm like god she was born to be a 1940s movie mm-hmm. star like she's beautiful no matter what but something about the costuming the hair the makeup mm-hmm. and just her natural bone structure it was like good yeah. lord i can't believe she wasn't acting 100 years ago yeah. like my god she would have been successful based on her looks alone like my god what a beauty i've always loved her it's same thing with like paul rudd because paul rudd i mean he could probably be cast as you know yeah a handsome man all the time but he's willing to be goofy yeah same thing with Charlize theron yeah she could be goofy as hell. She mm-hmm. was so funny in um, Arrested Development. She was so hilarious in that. And did you watch that? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. But yeah, she was on She was on Arrested Development. And her character was probably one of my favorite characters in that, which is insane because it's such a good cast. Yeah. One of the best comedies of the 2000s she was very charming everybody was very charming i felt even uh delroy lindo who mm-hmm. was bad man. mr rose he was a bad man but it's a big red herring though because he seems very is. charming at first which a lot of bad people seem very charming at first yeah and then you even you get glimpses yeah 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 but, but at first he's like pretty okay cool you're around he gets a little stabby, and then you find out he's uh, a little rapey. So. Yeah, yeah, Ugh, for sure. God, I'm laughing because it's just too tense. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's definitely we've obviously experienced those with the color feelings. purple, color purple. Yeah, yeah. And he's more likable than Danny Glover's. Oh character, yeah, actually. Yeah. But, yeah, Danny Glover was just a villain who villains basically. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. 
But a lot yeah. of villains are like this guy, though, in That's this what movie. I was say. Yeah. Well, because he was like he stood up for Homer. He mm-hmm. did a lot of things. He mm-hmm. did a lot of stuff that was. He was gentle in certain ways. Yeah. And, and he kept. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it was, yeah, it was just a weird turn, and I didn't expect that actually, because I feel like I could almost predict nearly everything. I knew Paul Rudd was gonna come back. I didn't think that he was gonna be paralyzed. Right? Did you think um, he might be injured or something, or there would be a false alarm? Okay. Because I didn't get the exact year of mm-hmm. this, but I knew yeah. that there was it's a lot of war to go on. Yeah, I think it was forty three. Yeah. So it was like yeah, two years so, left. Yeah. Yeah. And he, uh, yeah, I thought maybe he would be pa- paralyzed in some way, maybe even. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. But it was a different way. I, I'm yeah. glad they did it with the malaria and stuff. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Other life does happen even when you're at war. I mean, mm-hmm. not that the plane didn't crash because it did. But, you know, yeah, it's because it would have been too convenient if he died. Oh, it would have been sure. lazy writing, kind of, yeah. you know, because uh, then Char- Charlie's Theron would have just stayed with Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. and Tobey Maguire would have had less of a reason to go back to the orphanage. Mm-hmm. So they had to, yeah, make yeah. it a little more complicated and well, heart wrenching. I, I think that was a perfect out for him because yeah. he probably would have had to have left when he came back, yeah. anyways, in general. But all the tragedy that beset him. What made it more honorable versus like tail between the legs. Like, oh, she picked him over me. Like she kind of had to pick him over, you know, of course. Yeah. But he, uh, yeah, he was probably like, okay. Oh yeah. I'm leaving because the doctor died Mm. and yeah, all this. I want to go back to where I came from. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I do hope that he eventually, Goes to medical or found this. I hope he has more of a life than than what. Yeah, (laughs) but I don't know if he can go to medical school though too because I think Doctor Large kind of put him in a little bit of a golden cage because then that's going to raise suspicion. So, and I don't think he has like transcripts from high school, so I don't think he actually can go to medical school. To be honest with you, but back then I feel like paperwork was so I was gonna easy say to that forge i was gonna and... say that there's not a, a lot of ways to truly background check unless you bump into somebody at a party that went to your school and your major and would have known you and is like i don't remember a homer yeah i would have remembered a homer right what yeah that might be a an interesting second part to this mm-hmm. uh, almost like a talented mr Rip- have you seen that talented Wow. No, maybe we should uh, you put should that start on the a podcast list. where you uh, watch yeah. the movies that you haven't seen. What a good idea. Um, but you got to watch Mad Men too because that's a that's a big part of Mad Men as well. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. I think yeah. that's been spoiled for me. Okay. I think John Hams ca- or yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. won't say any more. Sorry, yeah. sorry podcasting if you But it's pretty well, well done over I think 7 seasons the way it rears its head, so mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that just damn life before the internet. <laughs> oh, I know. You could just be whatever you want. But he also knew his stuff. He had experience, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, I got it when Dr. Large was like he's been trained by me. He's had the same education. It's as good as mine or mm-hmm. whatever the word it right. was. It wasn't it was it's like mm, it's a loose definition, but he's not mm-hmm. wrong either. Yeah. It's not like he's not going to know how to do things exactly maybe he doesn't know the terminology of everything but i imagine he might he from growing books. up there though yeah he, you know he grew up being trained and was mm-hmm. by osmosis almost always around that stuff yeah. as much as we want to say that the human body is a temple it really is 
machinery at the yeah. end of the day. It's tubes. Fix it up, patch it up as best you can. And yeah. uh, in a lot of ways, the experience is much more important than any of the background of uh, this procedure and stuff like that. Who cares? Yeah. It's all about getting it, uh, whatever procedure done. Getting your body working. Yeah, body body working, body working. Moving. <laughs> How do you think this aged? I think it aged fine, especially because it's like a period piece. And I, I mean, it's still it's, relevant. It may be more so now. I think it's more relevant. Yeah. Because the one that I always hear about, and I specifically don't watch the show because I know it'll upset me. Mm-hmm. It's the one on Hulu... Oh, Handmaid. Oh, I refuse to watch it, too, because I yeah. know it's going to piss me off I know, much. and I just can't. And I like the cast a lot, but I'm like, yeah, I just, me too. I'm not in the mood to be bummed out. It's too much like real life. I had to, because I was also watching Man in the High Castle. This was around the time, God, I guess it was around the Trump era, and mm. Man in the High Castle is about the Nazis won World War mm. Two, World War Two, so they won and what the fallout okay. is of that and it's just like too close to home yeah even though it's like a science fiction thing it is still yeah I, it's certain topics it's kind of hard for me but yeah i think that this is completely relevant i think that this is it, it's showing that side of it. it it's almost like being someone who is well aware of all the horrors of factory farming but still eats meat and stuff right you right know? right it's not ideal, of course. You're never going to be the ideal that you want to be. It's not a perfect world. And there's sometimes there's solutions that, that just have to be. Um, yeah. yeah, they're they're there for a reason. And Absolutely. we're lucky for them sometimes. What do you think? Because we were talking in the preview review about how like maybe advertising slipped through the cracks a little bit mm-hmm. or whatever. If this movie came out today with the internet and what's been happening in mm-hmm. our country, how do you think it would be received? I have thoughts, but you go first. Um, I I think this w- I think there if this came out now, I think that there would have been protests. Did that happen with was it Jenny Slate that was in a movie about abortion, Obvious Child, was that what it's called? Oh. I didn't watch it, but I remember reading about it a little bit. I don't know. Because I was like within the past 10 years. Yeah, I don't know. It was a limited release, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. I wonder if this would have gotten a limited release, though. I wonder if that's the answer or if it's like not. Because I think if not boycotting, I think the internet would be really buzzing about it. If yeah. nothing else. And it would become polarizing. I don't remember how polarizing this was or wasn't at the time. I did, I heard nothing about it. Yeah. At this so this came out in 2000 1999 was notoriously one of the best years for film arguably. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just a lot of movies that came out around that time. I never you know me, I don't really look at the Hollywood Reporter or anything. Yeah. So I I didn't hear one peep about that. Yeah. So that's why I was until today Yeah, you didn't know what it was didn't about. know it was about abortion. Yeah had no idea to be honest so yeah pretty wild yeah but i think oh man it's such a weird thing because i think that them masking that i think that's good because maybe maybe it might change one person's mind yeah about abortion. that'd be amazing especially now if they just stumble on it on paramount plus where we watched it, mm-hmm. it it's like if they don't know what it's about 
And again, because like I said, I don't know what the right term is because obviously it's about abortion. I don't feel like it's heavy handed because there's so many other plot points. And like I said, you kind of almost forget about it until it's back on the screen. And Mm -hmm. that's often the best communicable way to get people to be in a world and see all perspectives. So that's part of why I really like this movie and why I'm so glad that people voted for it because it's it's important, you know. I think so too. I'm And yeah, I'm glad. Thank you guys for voting for this one. It is solid film all around. And uh, and with with the message. And those are usually some of my favorite types of movies. Same. Again, this had some like low-key like all all stars in Mm -hmm. this and i think uh, for me the two people that really stood out in the supporting cast Mm -hmm. and we were talking about this Mm -hmm. right um it was for one erica badu she is so good she's such a multi-talented lady i didn't love a lot of r&b from the 90s but tony Mm -hmm. braxton and erica badu yeah and black street all over those like love Right, and she is, I know she's a, an accomplished uh, comedy writer as well. Just so wild. And uh, Heavy D. I didn't know he was an actor. I kind of, yeah. I'm a little not as well versed with Heavy D, but he was the comic relief of the movie. He had uh, the, such funny and well-timed lines. Like he, oh, but eating lunch on the roof is the best. <laughs> exactly, because he's just so, he was very believable in that role. Yeah. And he was also, you know, talking about those rules. Oh, why don't they just say, don't go on the roof? And uh, <laughs> that was really. But yeah, uh, Heavy D and. Oh, yeah, it was Heavy D and the boys. That that mm-hmm. was the, the actual group. And Now that we found love, that's the. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. But he was, uh, yeah, he was great in that. And yeah, and all those kids, I hope all those kids. Uh, God, it makes me so sad to see them. And I know that they're just kid actors, but it's just like, damn. Yeah. Uh, they really pulled at my heartstrings. That's another thing. It's if, if you uh, are so against abortion out there listening, go adopt a child. Have you ever seen those TikToks where a guy goes to like uh, abortion rallies or that whatever? And he's like, so liars. how many, yeah, how many mm-hmm. kids have you uh, adopted? They're always like none. Exactly. And they have signs like, <laughs> don't. Adoption's the best choice. Yeah adoption's beautiful and it's like oh so how many kids have you adopted none yeah good lord um anyone you wished you i want to see more kathy baker like is there anyone you wished you saw more of from this cast i mean even some of the kid actors i've seen them around and other stuff i don't know their names but i wonder i want to imdb them later and see if they are still in the industry or not yeah I think I think even the girl that had a crush on Homer, she's been she was in a bunch of stuff in this time period. Oh, was she? Yeah, I, is she still acting? Oh, I okay. I that's the first time I've seen mm. her. Okay, I've, I've never. I, she's familiar to me. Is she? she looks okay. like a little mini um, Joan Cusack. Yeah, like she could what, play like her daughter. Right, like I was gonna say, like very intense, but mm-hmm. um, funny too. But funny, yeah. yeah. She was great, and yeah. And even, you know what? I don't see enough Tobey Maguire. He didn't do a movie for a real long yeah. time. Like he did The Great Gatsby and that was the last thing that he did that for like a while. 10 years ago though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then he, you know, of course was in Spider-Man. But uh, yeah, I I think he's such a good dramatic actor. I, I, I think really that he's good. genuinely like a dramatic actor. I know um, 
And also Michael Caine, he just retired. So, oh, he but did. Okay. He has a, he's had a great, a long career. So, uh, you know, we yeah. can go back and watch his movies anytime. But I yeah. said to you at one point, I was like, I feel like he and Maggie Smith could have played siblings or something about their yeah. eyes and their expressions and their... I don't know. I don't know. They feel like siblings to me. They could or, be, like, for or sure. could Hollywood siblings. Like, yeah. they feel like they should have been in a movie together. Yeah, but, but what about you? Is there any... Yeah, I think just like some of the kid actors, and I, I like the whole Orchard crew too. I, yeah. I you know, besides the, the My, rappers and musicians, I, I don't know the other ones that well, but I like the. I mean, they all had a presence mm-hmm. whenever, even though the parts were smaller. Yeah, they had intensity. They had like I want to look them up as well as the because I liked Muddy. In yeah, it. Like, he was he good. Was, he was always seemed really concerned and kind of but, a voice of reason. Mm-hmm. Because he was the one that was like, just say you're in the apple picking business. Mm-hmm. That was him, right? Yeah. You know me with names, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where he was the one there when he died. When yeah, that died. too. Yeah, that yeah, too. Yeah. And he was so nuanced because he kind of looked away and you could tell he was crying, mm-hmm. but it was so understated. Yeah. And what else would you do in that situation? This is someone who probably was like family to him. They traveled together in this like vagabond life, just chasing the seasons wherever the money was. And he dies and there's no way you're not impacted by that. But also he's a bad, bad man. And they had a lot of thoughts and feelings on that, that you could only see in their faces when Erica Badu's Rose's pregnancy was revealed, you know, like, and they all like their body language shifted their expression. It was like, that's like really good acting. There's not a lot of lines, but you know what people are feeling. Yeah. And because even Homer, he called it out. Yeah. He was like, everybody here knows. I could feel that everybody knows yeah. this already. Yeah. I wasn't with you guys when all this stuff may have happened. Because when they come back, it's a different energy, too. I'm glad. Yeah, this was great. I'm glad glad that I wa- finally watched this. Mm-hmm. I really am. We're on a roll a little bit. I think we've liked the past yeah. several in a row. So I know. It's, it's nice when that happens. Yeah. Because <laughs> sometimes it's like, really? This is what everyone loves. Okay. This I is know. what people consider cinema. Yeah. Okie dokie. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> yeah. I'm still I'm still traumatized from the Varsity Blues and mm-hmm. the non-other team movie. Uh, double feature that we had. That was my that was my Pearl Harbor, mm-hmm, I guess. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, this was nice. And... Uh, I mean, not nice. It was heavy. Yeah, very heavy. But I feel good. I feel good about it. Heavy works when it's not being exploitative and it's being honest about real issues. So Mm -hmm. there's that. Well, next week we're we're taking a little bit of a hard left and we're going to be watching The Matrix. Yeah, which I have not. I've sort of seen. We'll talk about it in the next episode, but I mostly have not seen, and I really don't remember. So I I have not seen, which is why this is on this list. So. Um, and please follow us on TikTok and YouTube. And r- rumor has it, we might be opening up an Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so please uh, look out for that maybe. But you can catch us on social media. And I've been doing the polls on my Instagram. So if you want to vote for what's next, it's even more incentive to follow us. Uh, I'm Lauren Blair Donovan. You can follow me at Bellerosaurus Rex. And uh, I'm Clark Canez. At other Clarksy on the internet. And let's finally watch it across the board. And we'll be back next week in 
I, there's something about pills, red red pills. <laughs> yeah, well, it's blue also pills. blue pills. As well. Yeah, red and blue. Yeah. So. I always forget which one's which, but yeah. We'll find out. It's <laughs> so. a political thing now. Well, yeah. um, Come watch. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye.